The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour With your hosts Joe Bob Ah, you're awful And A.J. Appleton Sin Shu Chu Mouthful And welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net and writer over at SoCalledFantasyExperts.com. So tonight's going to be a special episode of the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My co-host tonight is not going to be AJ Applegarth, despite the intro. It's going to actually be Richard Seville. And let's bring him on. Hey, Joe. What's going on, Richard? How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. How about yourself? All right. Um, Uh, So so tonight... Full of football atmosphere. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Big time football going on right now. We got the Super Bowl coming up. Real quick, who who you got? Who who your pick for the Super Bowl? Who do you think is making it? Well, I was was put down to... uh, to pick the point spreads on, on, on a couple of games. And I'm, if, if I can go by the point spreads, I'll go like this. I think Jacksonville will, uh, I think Jacksonville can win the game, but as usual, I think Brady will come in and heartbreak them with a last minute drive and win the game. But, uh, Jacksonville will cover and for Philadelphia and Minnesota. Oh boy. I'd like to see, I'd like to see either of these teams to get in because they haven't been in the Super Bowl in a long time, especially the Vikings. So I'm kind of pulling for the Vikings because of the big miracle they pulled off last Sunday night. And yeah, that was amazing. I know. Uh, just thrilled. Did you see Scott Hansen on uh, NF from? <laughs> I did see that. I did see that tweet. That was pretty funny. <laughs> he just went berserk. You know, obviously he's a. Uh, He's a gopher, isn't he? So, <laughs> gopher meaning uh, Minnesota people. Yeah. Are. So, I he's gotcha. always extremely happy. So, uh, yeah. So, I, I, who do I pick? I think I'm going to take I'm going to take the team of destiny. I'm going to have to take Minnesota. But I think uh, Philadelphia can cover. I think it'll be like a one-point game or something. It'll be another nail-biter cardiac type of game what do you think uh so clearly i'm sticking with the two teams i loaded up in our fantasy playoff league and i'm going (laughs) with the patriots and the vikings who i thought were going to make it all along uh now i thought the vikings were going to play the saints this week and not last week thanks atlanta for ruining uh, that and beating the rams in week one but i still think the vikings are a much better team at this point than the eagles um like the defense stepped up last week for for the Eagles, but I don't think they're going to be able to do it quite again against uh, this this Minnesota team that's just kind of rolling. And then New England's New England, man. Like I didn't even realize this. I heard on the radio today. Like this is Tom Brady's thirteenth AFC Championship game. <laughs> Absolutely crazy when you hear that number. Uh, so I mean, he's just going to do it again. I mean, like what 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 do you got? Nothing. Um, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, so back to why we're here. So fantasy basketball, you know, now's the time of the year where 
we're through the midway point. We're approaching the all-star break. And now is when things start to change. Obviously, your studs are still going to be your studs. Your LeBron James is still going to be LeBron James. Your James Harden, Steph Curry's, um, Anthony Davis, you name it. They're still going to be your studs. Um, the guys that, you know, you, you need to pay attention to at this point are kind of the the middle tier to lower tier players, their values are going to change drastically for some as the season goes on. And the reason for this is a bunch of things. One is some players have outperformed them, you know, have over, have overperformed so far this season, and maybe they'll start falling back to earth. You know, the, the law of averages will catch up with them. Some guys have underperformed, and the law of averages will help them. Some teams who are completely out of it already yeah. and you know, will we'll start falling even farther out. Um, yeah. We'll start benching these veteran guys who, you know, they're good players, don't get me wrong, but they're not doing them any good right now. They're actually possibly winning them games, which they don't want to do at that point. Like, when you're out of it in the NBA, you just decide I'm out of it completely. And you want lottery balls. Right. For two, yeah, for, for two reasons. One is you want lottery balls. Two is you want to see what you have in your youth. You want to see what your future is going to be. Obviously, the veterans you have aren't getting it done. So you want to see what some of these younger guys can possibly do. See if you've got a, a random, you know, needle in a haystack type of guy that, you know, you didn't even know about. They get found all the time at the, near the end of the season. So, you know, I want to start with you and see if, if there is, so let's, let's just start with some strategy. So do you start trying to, focus and and start looking for those teams that are going to be in the gutter, like the Kings, the the Mavericks, the the Magic, the Hawks, and looking at their bench players, the guys that are already getting like 20 or so minutes and seeing maybe there's a way that somebody, you know, who's performing getting those number of minutes, maybe we'll see if one of those guys is a young guy who is going to come after the all-star break, get 30, 32 minutes a game and be a very valuable fantasy asset. You know, do you, do you look for the guys like that at this point and start trying to take chances on them early or what, what do you do? Well, you're already seeing Jermichael Green and uh, Dylan Brooks of Memphis. Um, They're already, uh, they've already come up in the news that uh, coach wants to try and, uh, you know, give them some more minutes, like you were saying, because things yep. are changing. So you're yep. seeing guys like, yeah, Jermichael Green uh, and and uh, Dylan Brooks, you know, guys that are coming out of nowhere, they, they might start getting some more minutes. And uh, as for guys like, but I mean, when, you, when you're thinking about uh, like other teams like, uh, like Brooklyn, it, you're still going to see DeMar Carroll in there. He wants to get, you know, He's still going to get in there, but I don't know. I think you might, uh, after a while, I think you might start following the news and noticing that DeMar Carroll's minutes go down. I mean, 
So there'll be moving. So there'll be a lot of movement on these. It's like what you were saying mm-hmm. about the, the teams that are out of it. You've really got to watch the news when it comes to the Nets, the Magic, you know, Bulls, maybe, and uh, and uh, the Lakers. I don't know about the Lakers though because they've they're already starting so many young guys. Yeah. So I don't know about Isn't them. So. Yeah, like one team I look at, and I wrote about them in my in my waiver wire article last week, is uh, the Mavericks and and Yogi Ferrell, and and I noticed you you streamed him this week against me, uh, for for a game, and he and he did yeah. okay, uh, but you yeah. know he's a guy who's starting to play really well, um, and you know he he can slide over into that shooting guard spot, uh, he can play point guard when Dennis Smith isn't on the floor. Um, you know, I don't think they're going to bench Dennis Smith for Farrell because no. Smith is already young. But, like, Seth Curry isn't great. Um, they could easily play Farrell over him. Devin Harris, we know Devin Harris. Uh, so, like, I think we could see him get some minutes. Um, they could go small ball, you know, and, and maneuver some things around and – and uh, and bench Wesley Matthews, who's been a huge disappointment for them this year, um, you know that type of thing. So, you know that that's the type of guy that that I look at, and, and initially comes to, up to my mind. But yeah, you're right. I mean, the Lakers, they're already kind of kind of playing young, so you, you don't have a lot there. Um, trying to think of other like just bad teams at this point. Um, I mean the Suns, they're kind of already young, but yeah, you, you could. You, I kind of, I, I want to know what the Suns are doing with their center spot. Um, I don't really know why they traded for Moreau in the first place. Um, I know it was really <laughs> just to get rid of Bledsoe, who didn't want to be there, and they didn't want him to be there. But like, I thought when they got Moreau, it was going to be a hey, hi, bye type of situation, but then they started playing him. Um, and they started with this, like, three-man rotation thing where, like, every other game, a different center was getting a do not play. Uh, it did not play. And, look, I think Len is by far the best guy that they have, but they won't give him a chance. And, like, you kind of wonder, like, a team like that, they've got to just sit Tyson Chandler, right? Like, there's no reason to play him. He's old and not very good anymore. I mean, yeah, he'll pull down 10 rebounds a game, but that's it. That's all he's doing for you. Um, yeah, you that's know, right. The, the, these guys, who the, that's right, and the guys who are uh, getting older, too, you're going to be finding, uh, like, I mean, even the, even the big stars are going to be finding a lot of them having rest games a lot yep. more, especially in, the, in the, the teams that are kind of out of the playoff chase. So, Absolutely. I was gonna start. I was gonna start that next. So like the the next thing, and we'll just roll right into that. The next thing is those teams that have clinched a spot. They've already got the one or the two locked up, you know, and they're gonna start going. Yeah, we're good this game. You know, the Spurs started this years and years and years ago. Now everybody's following suit. Rest your stars, or you know, if, if they've got a sore shoulder. You know, eh, we'll let you rest to where, you know, I remember the 90s, man. Everybody played every game. Like, it was nuts. Um, mm-hmm. But now it's, it's, you know, I'm just, I'm, I kind of woke up wrong and 
I'm I'm not gonna play today. You know, like that kind of crap. You know, it's honestly one of the reasons why like I took a couple of years off of fantasy basketball because I got tired of it and I finally had to like settle myself in and realize that I just had to adjust my way of thinking toward how I built my lineups and built my teams and things like that. I introduced IR spots to the team because injuries were just running rampant and before my leagues didn't do that, but that's a whole other situation, a discussion, I mean. But, you know, who are the teams that you're looking at you're going, maybe I want to trade these guys, you know, because I'm afraid they're going to have a bunch of rest games coming up, especially like crunch time in the playoffs if I'm in the playoffs. Um, who are the teams that you're like worried about owning some of these guys come week 24, 23 in the season when you are in the heart of your playoffs? Uh, you, well, obviously, again, it's the low playoffs, but, but it's also the high playoff teams because they're going to try and um, keep their players fresh for the playoffs. So for the real playoffs. So there's, so there's all these up. Now, granted, there's a, there's a long gap between the end of the fantasy season and the start of the uh, the real basketball playoffs, but well, the older players, the older stars, yeah, they might they might. This is this is where we were talking about the um, rest days that you get for you know you're going to start yep. seeing a lot of those uh, uh, the two game uh, sets. You'll see one of the team take one or maybe even two of the games off and have a week off. That's usually that's kind of rare. It's usually just one, but uh, I think you'll see a lot of that uh, as it comes. Yeah, Plus, mean, also, um, I wanted to ask you, Joe. I'm really not sure what what day is the trade deadline in the real. Those are those are that's something else to look at too. Yeah, keep your eye on um, players. Um, that's a good question. I actually don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I don't know either. I, was, uh, I, I, I have sure. not looked that up. But yeah, I mean, so. I guess I'll, I'll answer. I'll answer the question. Is the one, you know obviously the teams I think you have to immediately worry about for resting their players. Uh, Golden State is obviously number one. Yeah, they're already. Yeah. I mean, they're already doing it, and it's honestly it's one of the reasons why I didn't target any Golden State Warriors this year because I, I just think they're in a class of their own, and they can win without. Durant and Curry on the floor. They can win, you know, with you know, with just one of them on the floor. They can win without a Thompson one night, without a Draymond Green one night. You know, it's they can win without these guys. You know, the Rockets. They can win without Harden. They can win without CP3. You know, they can't really win without both. That's gonna be tough for them. But you know, they can win without these guys. Uh, yeah. It, it's those types of players that you worry about and. You know, in the East, it's jumbled up enough right now. It's even up top, like you know, the Raptors are right there, right next to the Celtics. Um, yeah, if if the Celtics really want that number one seed, I think they're going to have to keep grinding for it. But you know, I, you know, we're seeing Irving out today because he has a hurt shoulder. But you know, I don't really know how serious that is. It could be. I don't even know who they're playing. But you know, they they could just kind of be playing a meh team tonight. And it's not a big deal to them. So I just uh, just wanted to stop you. February eighth, trade deadline. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's it's right around coming up. What is that right before the All Star break? I think that might be. So it's right before yeah. the All Star break. 
So but, uh, yeah, keep your fingers on the trigger on that day, and keep yeah, your re- you got to really keep your ear to the ground on that day. Huh? Yeah, things change quickly on on that day. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. like today. I mean, look, today the Celtics play the 76ers, and the 76ers are a really nice young team. They lost to the 76ers because they didn't have Kyrie tonight, and I mean that makes a big difference. So like, they to me won't be resting Kyrie. Kyrie wants to get after this. So, like, maybe his injury is kind of for real and he needed the, day, the day's rest. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Celtics. So, they're 34 and 11 currently. So they're, well, they're, tonight, 12 would make them 12. But, so, mm-hmm. I want to ask you, though. So, what's your take on what's happening to the Cavaliers? And what it, this team, they're just kind of... I don't know. This they're 2-8 so... in the last 10 games. They are playing... They're playing like crap. I mean, it's just, that's putting it nicely. Um, yeah, I don't... They suck right now. <laughs> yeah, what, uh, I'm just going to take a look at their uh, current, current record, and maybe I can glean something a little bit from it. Um, I mean, they're 26-17... Six and a half back to still the three seed. Um, I mean, they can still easily climb back up to the two spot. You know, this is the type of team that in the middle of the season, it almost happens every year for them. In the middle of the mm-hmm. season, they just go on this slump where they're disinterested or whatever. And, you know, but this just feels different for some reason. Like, God, I own Kevin Love in our league, and he is playing like doo-doo. I mean, he's had multiple games in a row where he scored double di- the single digit points and single digit rebounds. He shot like 20% from the field. It was pathetic. Uh, double, double tonight field. though. <laughs> did he really? Yeah, yes, he did. <laughs> um, but you know, like, look, that's the type of guy, like, I feel like they can click at any moment, but you know, do, do you worry about like the chemistry here? Because now Isaiah Thomas is coming back and do you worry that like the chemistry, like, Usually this happens at the beginning of the season when a team introduces a new player and it takes a, a, a few weeks for them to kind of gel. Kind of like kind of like the Timberwolves this year. The Timberwolves added Jimmy Butler, right? And everybody was like, "Oh man, they're going to be they're going to be so good in in the West." Well, they started off pretty bad and like even Jimmy Butler, like I had a I had a couple people asking me on Twitter, should I trade Jimmy Butler? And I was like, nah, you're going to sell him real low right now. Like, I think I'd hold it. He's going to be fine. Um, and he's turned it around and been one of the best players for the last yep. month. So, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he really has made a big comeback, uh, Butler. Quite impressed. Um, I, you know, if the Cleveland's turn around, I mean, you know, you have the usual bunch that it's hard to, it's hard to figure out bench because that's a lot of that's a lot to do with the coach and and when you're looking for minutes out of out of the bench guys it's it's really hard to say where like especially like when you say like okay the Cavaliers they want to try and turn it around you know they're 26 and 17 they're currently third seed or uh, yeah yep third currently third yeah so Trying to uh, catch catching up to the Raptors and stuff, so I don't think anybody's going to catch the Celtics. So it should be, I. It's going to be very interesting. But again, it, it comes back to this thing, Joe. Do you think that any of the top teams are going to make any 
like, are there any wicked trades you think this is just going to blow us away? Because I, I know that little names come up, but there's always those big surprises that are never in Roto World or Roto Wire. They just come out of the blue, and then everybody's like, it's like a stampede uh, for for the guy who's the best fit. And the thing is, is that anybody who's going to the, like, you know, anybody, anybody who's going to these lower teams, do you think, you know, teams that are out of the playoffs, do you think uh, they're worth picking up if, the, if somebody good, you know, even if they're a good fit, you know, like we were saying, we could get in the second half here. And this, I, I'm so not so sure. Ha- what usually happens is you get guys, you know, you you get a a bad team's best player moved to a good team, right? And so that that guy loses a lot of usage, and so his value drops, but he's in a better situation as far as winning. So like, you know, you're happy for him. But in fantasy, you're kind of like, well, that sucks. I kind of lost my like superstar who was scoring a lot of points on a bad team, but now he's playing next to LeBron James, and his scoring is going to go down ten points. Game, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the 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 kind of mediocre-ish players, the average players, or maybe even below average players that move to the bad team. I feel like in more cases than not, and look, I have no statistical evidence to back this up, but I just it's a gut right now to me that a lot of times what happens is those players either get bought out of their contracts because the team really doesn't want them they're usually taking on like a bad contract and they're just like, no peace, be a free agent and go sign with somebody else. Um, Mm -hmm. And and so like, you know, that, that team, that player may end up actually back on the same team. They just left, which was, which is kind of funny. Like that has happened many, many, many times. Um, But it, it, even if they stay with that team, like I feel like it's very rare that they're just like, uh, a fantasy superstar in the last few weeks of the season, they like post All Star break. Um, but yeah, it's you know I, I'm not really hearing a whole lot with like trade rumors right now. No, um, it's weird. I, I I've been watching and looking around to see. There's a few here and there, you know. But no I feel like games, no. I kind of feel them. like somebody from. Utah is probably going to get traded. I mean, Utah has some very usable pieces for for a team if if they're willing to take on you know a Derek Favors. You know, Derek Favors is 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 still a decent player, but he's just not like getting it done there. Even when even with Gobert out. He's just not getting it done there. I don't know if it's the style of offense or, or whatever, whatnot that they're running this year, but he's really slumped this year and was worse last year. Um, but, you know, a team could take a chance on him and, and make him kind of like their, their third or fourth option on offense and just kind of be a, a solid power forward for him. Um, you know, so, some other guys, like, you, you always got to wonder, like, are the – are the um, so I'm blanking for some reason. Like, could could the Pelicans just decide? You know what? This this experiment isn't working with with Cousins and Davis, and 
I feel like they're free agents soon. Like we got to get something for them eventually. So like, let's just trade one of them now and just get a bunch of first round picks, you know, top first round picks from somebody and, and, you know, whatever, you know, like that's a possibility. That's always, those, those types of moves are always in the, in, in the works, but you know, I, I don't really know. Like there's, this, there's not a, a, not a ton here. Um, right now that that I'm hearing, but you know it's look we're we're still a little less than a month away. Things are going to start heating up in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, you're absolutely right. You need to keep your ear your uh, your ears open these next few weeks and kind of get a feel for things and, and see and see where guys land. I like your idea thing. of teams like Utah. You you kind of you're on the right track. Like teams like Utah, those kind of middling. Uh, area that where they're gonna, you know, they want to because the Jazz are, well, if they could turn it around. Mm-hmm. They could be looking for a boost if they want to try and catch up to the Nuggets. Um, so oh, the Nuggets or, or that part, me the uh, the Blazers, the Blazers, pardon me, Trailblazers. So, uh, so that yeah, the the Blazers are only twenty three and twenty one. So the Jazz are only what four games out. So five, no, pardon me, six games. out. Uh, you can make that up, but uh, uh, but they're but they're very much on the outside. It's it's basically uh, the Clippers and the Blazers that are battling that out at the moment. But if the Jazz want to go, but you see that's that's the thing is that keep keep an eye on those teams that are just um, outside of the playoffs, trying to make it in. But I don't know, Golden State's so tough. I, I can't see. I don't see anybody beating them. Golden State. They're, you know. No, no. I think uh, yeah. I think Golden so State. Tough. I think Golden State is 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 a runaway favorite at this point. Which, I mean, you can't you can't be surprised at this point. You know, another guy. You know, I don't. I forgot about this because it's been talked about for so long. It just kind of got forgotten. Um, is DeAndre Jordan, he's the guy who's going to get moved. He oh, will absolutely yeah. get moved. To where, I, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I, I know there's been, there's been talk of the Wizards wanting him. There's been talk that I think even Cleveland wanted him at one point. Um, I have no idea where he's going to end up, but I He's going to get yeah. traded because look the clip. I mean, look the Clippers are in the playoffs right now, but they're mm-hmm. they're they're not a good team. I mean, let's be real here. Um, they might as well. He's gonna he's gonna walk after this season. That that team's kind of a mess, and you know someone's gonna get a true defensive specialist here. I think wherever he goes, unfortunately, his his points will go down because even though he's not an offensive focal point, they still, you know, uh, Rivers likes to use him on, like, the pick and rolls near the basket, and I don't know if another offense is going to change to fit that into their offense. I think it's going to be DeAndre Jordan just sitting near the basket, get a bunch of rebounds, and put back whatever you get, and maybe that's enough to get him, to get him double-digit points. But I know, like, for me, I'm hoping it is because I drafted him, especially knowing I could get a double-double almost every other night for, with him. And we have right. double-doubles in our league. And that was, like, as soon as I saw him, like, late, 
oh God, it was like middle rounds. So I was like, wow, the other Jordan's still sitting there. I was like, double double. Here we go. <laughs> so I picked him up. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm reading that Cleveland's in in an option and they're, wow, they're, uh, Cleveland, that would be good. That well, no, yeah. that wouldn't be good. It doesn't matter where he goes, does it? Almost. He's he's currently injured, by the way, Joe. He's been out the last three games. So uh, I'm very I'm very aware, which is why you're beating me in rebounds this week. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he was on your team. Oh, by the way, yeah. uh, to our listeners, yeah, Joe and I are head to head this week, as luck would yes. have it. We are, yep. did a little little trash talk this week because you you've been did. dominating the <laughs> week. I did. Well, hey, AJ, AJ, uh, AJ had your finally took last me out week. last week. You AJ did? finally took me out last week. The first loss I've had all year. Um, to 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 be fair though, I had Davis get hurt. I had Lowry get hurt that week. I had Jordan get hurt last week. I had other injuries. That was the same week that uh, Love decided to shoot horrible in two of his three games. Uh, somebody else got banged up, and I dropped him. And I don't like I had a miserable week. I was just like, whatever, give up. Uh, but then I looked back and like AJ would have beaten anybody that week and I would have beaten anybody but him. So I was like, well, maybe it wasn't so bad after all. I think some other, I, I am, I am reading something. Uh, I'll give credit here to Sports Illustrated. I just kind of pulled up trade, trade deadline, like rumors. Um, another guy, and, and I, and I thought about this and for some reason I wasn't thinking it is, is Orlando. Like they could go into what's called fire sale mode, you know? And so you can look at guys like Alfred Payton who are, who are older and Evan Fournier who, I mean, they're not old guys, but like they've been around long enough that like it's not working for them in Orlando, you know, together, like time to break it up, bust it up. Let's start from fresh, start from scratch. I don't think they're trading Aaron Gordon. I think he's an absolute monster. I don't think you can trade that guy. Um, Yeah. But you know, Payton and Fournier could, could definitely get moved. And they would be very good pieces on a championship caliber team or a very high level playoff team. Um, you know, they can both, uh, well, Fournier can shoot the ball, Peyton not so much. But, like, I think the problem with Peyton is whatever team he would I'm go to, I'm a little to, disappointed in backup this point year. guard. He could have been, I don't know what it is about Alfred Peyton. He gets into these. I think he gets into these. Yeah, and. Uh, He's yeah. a terrible shooter. That's his problem. Um, he is so, and so I, I think I had him last year for a bit. Um, and, and while I had him this year on our team act in, in our league, only because somebody dropped him <laughs> like the first week of the season, because he started the year injured or something. So I was like, I'll take mm. Alfred Payton for free. Thanks. Um, well, I, I, I might've made he hasn't, he I hasn't been very someone. good. I dropped Lonzo like a hot. I was sick of it. You know, I I, I don't like. You see, I'm big on percentages. His field, I don't like his field goal I, percentage is awful. Yeah, it's hard to own. I, I yeah, it is, and I I'm having a hard time as it is with my percentages. Yeah, what with with him, and so I like. But right now, I mean, my guys are just. I don't like to go on about personal leagues because that just bores people. But it does. Uh, but I'm big on I'm big on percentages. But you know something, when it comes to fantasy basketball, I always say, go for points. If you go for points, if you look at, uh, if you go for points, it tends everything else sort of falls into place more or less. Because yeah, if you go for I, points, 
you know, you're generally going to have a good player. I know what you're saying, and and I, I I lean toward points when I look at a player. Like if it's close between one or two players, at like draft a value or whatever, and I'm going to go. You know, I'm going to take the guy that's going to score more. Um, in most cases, like in. In some cases, it's like no, I need, I definitely need a guy. That, I, I definitely need a guy that's gonna get me ten rebounds a game. Like I just have to. I if my team is desperate for that, I need to go to get it right. If that guy is out there, but in, I know what you're saying about points, and I think the reason why points is so attractive is one, it's like the it's. Uh, it's like home runs in baseball. It's like, oh man, I have the most home runs. Oh man, I have the most points. It's flashy. It's it's you know when you look up Sports Center, it's like a guy yeah, could go, points. a guy could a guy could score thirty five points, but he could have one rebound, one assist, and one steal. And but he's the player of the game because he scored thirty thirty five points. To where another guy scored fifteen points, had ten rebounds, seven assists, but he's not the player of the game. But ultimately, the guy who did 15, 10, and 7 is probably the reason why they won for real. Like, because he did so much more. Um, but that doesn't, that doesn't get on the sports center. But hang on a second. The reason why points is so important in fantasy basketball is not because it's flashy. And obviously, it is a category. You need to win it. But if a player is scoring points, he's going to stay on the court. And if you stay That's on right. the court, you can likely get more three-pointers, more steals, more blocks, more rebounds, more assists. Exactly. In, mo- in most cases, not all cases, there are some times where you get a guy like Lou Williams who is literally going to do nothing for you but shoot threes and get points. This year is a little bit different for him, but this is an outlier for him. Like, I've owned him in years past, and he's been fantastic. He scored me 20 points a game with three three-pointers, but I got nothing else from him. And this year, because the Clippers are kind of a mess and a whole bunch of players are injured, he's doing a little more. But, yeah, in a lot of cases, the guy who's scoring points is going to stay on the court, and he's going to rack up other stats. So I hear you there. Yep. That makes sense. Makes total sense. And also, well, yeah, it's like you say, if there's the offshoots of the percentages for field goals and uh, and and your three-pointers, naturally, as you say. And, and like you say, you're on the court, you're going to be – the usage goes up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, so – yeah, go ahead. I was going to say I, I wanted to switch gears here and kind of move on. Um, mm-hmm. So another thing that we need to pay attention to is – Guys that have either recently been injured, and I'm not talking like Kyrie Irving who injured his shoulder and he's probably going to be out of game, like, and DeAndre Jordan who, yeah, he's injured, but he's probably only going to be out like a, maybe another game or two at most, right? Like, uh-huh. I'm talking the guys that have been out multiple games or have just recently been hurt and they're going to be out an extensive amount of time. You know, are these guys that if you're in good position to make the playoffs in your league, do you want to go trade for guys like this? Or if you're on a team that has one of these players, and you're kind of at that like teeter-totter point of making the playoffs and you desperately need help and you can't afford to stash this guy on your team, 
do you look to trade him? And the number one guy I'm thinking of right now is Kawhi Leonard. All right. What do you do with Kawhi Leonard? They say he's out indefinitely now. Like, what do you do with him? Uh, if you don't have a – I think you keep the DIR spot if you've got one. But if you don't, uh, just, take a note, just take a look at the, uh, the latest update. Yeah, out indefinitely, as you say. Uh, yeah, if you don't have an IR spot, I think you hold them for a little while. But you're going to have to drop them after – I think you would – you have to consider dropping them after the All-Star break. I think – Right now, hold him until after the All Star break, and then reassess. Then, That's I what think I you got to trade him. I think you got to try and trade him now and see if you can get anything for him from any any of these owners. Like, I don't honestly, know how you, I, what I don't is the value? I mean, if he's out, I mean, they well, read the news too. I know, but like, look, a team, a team who, okay, say you have a team. I don't want to brag, but say you have a team <laughs> like me in in our league. I like a. 17-game lead right now against everybody, which is absolutely crazy. I don't expect to run away with it like the, the rest of the season. But that you have a team like that, that is like, look, I am something catastrophic would have to happen for my team not to make the playoffs, right? Uh-huh. And so I could potentially hold on to a Kawhi Leonard and deal with burning a roster spot. Now, we have an IR spot, so it's a little different in our league, but if you say, we're saying you don't have an IR spot. A lot of leagues don't. Okay. So I could burn a roster spot on my team for the next five weeks, if not longer, until playoffs, and hopefully he's back. And, you know, when he comes back, I now have Kawhi Leonard to help me through the playoffs. That, that, an owner like that in your league might take that chance might and give you back some pretty nice pieces like you could get a nice like two for one deal and if you're like on the on the borderline of making the playoffs like that could propel you to the playoffs and look we all know once you make the playoffs anything can happen um yeah so I mean, how many times if, have I been the number one seed in our league that I, I get burned out, bombed out in like the second round because just random crap happens in head-to-head leagues. You know, like, that's the yeah. type of thing. It's like, do you take that risk? As, you know, I think as the owner who has him, if you're not on a – if you don't have a team who has a very good record, I think you shop him and see what you can get. If not, I think you're right. I think you just hold him for a couple of weeks, see how the news progresses, and see if he's going to come back. But, you know, honestly, At least until you, after the All-Star break. Yeah. If you get him. Yeah, if you yes, get really desperate, though, and nobody's taking a chance on him, and you really, really, really need the roster spot, I think it, I think you might have to drop him if news doesn't get better. I mean, look, right now the news is the Spurs are expecting him to return before the end of the season. That could be the last week of the season, in which case it doesn't matter for you. Um, so, like, that, that's – that's going to be something to to take a look at. You know, I, another guy who's injured here is uh, well, Gobert is expected to be back. So that's a bad example. I forget, I didn't realize that. Well, Derek Rose um, just came back. He's a guy to look at right now. Really. He's been well. I mean, if you're if you've got Deadwood, 
you know, Derek Rose, I mean, he's on the Cavs, and and like we were saying, you know, they might want to uh, give him a few minutes. We'll see how many minutes he gets tonight. Yeah, I was going to say, but now that now that uh, Isaiah Thomas is there and helping yeah, yeah, yeah. Derek Rose isn't going to get anything. A guy that's very True. intriguing to me is Markel Fultz, the rookie for the 76ers. Um, no, look, he started the season horribly. Like he had this weird, like kink in his shot and I don't know where it came from. He didn't have it in college. Um, but you know, he's been hurt for a while. There's no timetable for him to return at the moment, but there's talk that he's going to get onto the court after the all-star game at some point, you know, is this a guy that, I wouldn't pick him up now, but like as soon as he has a target date to return, do you just snatch him up and hope that he becomes the player that everybody thought he was going to be his rookie year? I don't know because right now, uh, I mean, he's uh, right now McConnell's doing the is is kind of the up and coming guy right now in on the Seventy Sixers. So he's he's uh, he's working point right now. I think he's actually starting point. Uh, McConnell, so that he'll get good run. Um, I guess as the as the season closes, and again, this is going after the All Star break. Like you say, everything can change after the All Star break, and it's something you're mm-hmm. going to keep an eye on. But right now, McConnell is the guy. I feel anyway, um, is the guy to own on the seventy six. He's the guy at point that you want. So, well, apart from Ben Simmons, of course, but I mean, so guys like Fultz, yeah, again, you know, it's, it's again, like you were saying, like with the guys out, like Reddick's out, like how long is Reddick out for? Is he out for, like, I mean, uh, he's a veteran, so, uh, so he's got. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know how long he's out. Um, he's out for ten days, days two weeks. Ten days. For, yeah. Yeah, but So you're getting to the All Star break there with him. So what are they going to do? Oh, what? He's been traded around. Uh, well, he, who did he play for last year? Like he, he wasn't on the Seventy Sixers last year, was he? I, don't I think he was on the Clippers last year. Right. Yeah. yeah but, so. Anyway, yeah, so there's so there's so there's folds. I I kind of agree with it, man. It sounds like you're basically saying, eh, I'm not super interested in folds, and look, neither am I. Not I kinda really, was, not. I wasn't really interested in him to start the season. I thought this was going to be the Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid show, and it really has been. I mean, Covington's been awesome this year, but um, in reality, this has been a Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid show, and everybody else is kind of complimentary pieces, and they're good complimentary pieces. It's why the 76ers are actually competitive this year. Yeah, um, they are. I don't, <laughs> I don't think they're going – yeah, I don't think they're just going to, like, throw Fultz out there and, you know, give him 30 minutes a game all of a sudden as soon as he comes back. I think it's going to be a real slow going for him. Uh, the, the next guy I want to bring up, is uh, Jabari Parker. I believe he... uh, Was he an ACL tear at the end of the year last year? And so they're talking about him coming back right around the All-Star break, if not right before it. Um, What do you think about Parker? I mean, this team's pretty stacked. 
act at this point. Like, you know, do. Yeah, how the Fox... many minutes do you think they could give him? Yeah, I, the, the Bucks. You know, they're um, just gonna because well, here you got Giannis and uh, and Brogdon. You know, I, Brogdon. Well, just middle Brogdon. Yeah, he's been frustrating. Yeah, that trade killed. It. That trade killed his value. Did killed it. Yeah. Um, I mean, but anyway, the Giannis and Milton, you know, they 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 run the show there. Bloodsoe is pretty good, and then everybody else is kind of meh. You know, you kind of wonder like yeah. if they move Middleton to shooting guard, Giannis to small forward, and or or let even Jabari play small forward and let Giannis stay a power forward. Like that's how you could get all three of those guys with Bloodsoe in the court. All four of those guys, like that's pretty nasty. Um, but you know, you kind of wonder like what is Jabari Parker going to be like once he gets back? I mean, he's been a good player in the past. So, you know, he was a 20-point player a game before he got hurt in 2016. So, like, yeah. he's a good player. He's a good scorer. He can shoot the ball. Um, but, you know, what, so, what are we expecting from him? Is he somebody that you would target in a trade? Maybe, you know, if somebody's been stashing him all year, like, do you just try and target him? He's going to be back in less than a month. Like who? This is the who? Who are we talking to? Sorry, Jabari, uh, Jabari Parker. Jabari Parker, right? Uh, yeah, Jabari. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. I was. I got. I got sidetracked with um, Telotovich. So it's a. So um, yeah. Uh, gee, you know, you kind of wonder about trade prospects and things with him, don't you? I mean, I. Dude, if somebody wants think, to get I think, Jabari I think Parker he's a, in our league, I'll take him. <laughs> no, 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 not uh, not necessarily in. Uh, I mean, in real real basketball. Oh, you think real basketball? No, I don't think Milwaukee's trading him. I think he's he's still a good player. I, God, he's got to only be like twenty two years old. Yep, exactly, twenty two years old. You don't oh, trade right, a guy yeah, like that. Yeah, you don't no, trade no, a guy no. like that. He's still too good. He's been um, out a long time. He, I think he tore so, his ACL last year. Yeah. So he's, you know, he's hitting that year mark. He's going to come back. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. He's he's one of those injured guys that just he could he could stay out. Yeah, he could stay out the year even. Well, I don't uh, think he's going to sit out the year. I think he's going to play. It's a question of where does he February? fit on this? Well, where does he fit on this team once he returns? Yeah, I mean, this team has a lot of pieces. It's where do they fit him into the offense? Is he going to be like a sixth man? Is he going to? Are they going to shuffle the lineup around to get him more playing time? Like that's what I don't know with him, and that's a risk. But it's it's I Middleton. It's the guy that that's the problem there, isn't it? Because Middleton plays that spot. And and of course Giannis, you know. Where, I, I mean, they're not gonna they're not gonna cut Giannis's. No, 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 no. See what I think they could do. I think they could play Bledsoe at point, Middleton at shooting guard, Parker at small forward, Giannis at power forward, or even mm-hmm. flip flop Giannis and Jabari Parker, and then keep Henson and Thon Maker at, at center. Like even Giannis can play some center. I mean, the dude's a tall, like the Greek freak yeah. for a reason. He's six eleven. I mean, the guy can play a little center. He's a little undersized for a center. He'll get yes. he'll get beat up by some of the bigger like 
bulkier guys down there, but um, you know, he he he'll be able to to make up for it. I mean, it's not like John Henson's much bigger. I mean, he's six eleven, two twenty nine. Jonas is six eleven, two twenty two. I mean, it's, it's not like Henson's a yeah. big guy. He's a he's a stick. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, mean, I kind of think that's how they could do it, but I don't know if they will. But I, like, I still think like Parker well, could I think be one it, of those guys. They could, and then and just. I like the idea of, uh, of of cutting Brogdon's minutes and putting them in. Because early February, yeah, if, get, if they do bring him back early February, there's no rush to get him get him back. That's the thing, Joe. There's no there's well, no rush to get him I mean, on the court. Well, so he, here here's what they have to work with. They are the seventh seed right now. They're twenty three and twenty one. Not great. I mean, the East no. is very good, but like. They could quickly, quickly move into like the four spot. You know, run off some wins, get this team going, get Jabari Parker acclimated into this offense with Bledsoe now, and see where this goes. You know, like um, the I feel like the Bucks are a really good team offensively. They struggle defensively, but you know, if they really want to try and see what they've got this year with all four of these guys, like get him back on the, on the court. They're going to have minutes restrictions for him initially. It's just going to happen. Yep. It happens with all these guys, but you've got to get him going sooner rather than later, because you don't want to start getting him going in like late March, early April, where he may not have enough time to like really, you know, knock the rust off. But look, I think I would take a chance on a guy like Parker. If I was in a good spot in a league and, and see what you got, um, and hopefully things work out for you. Like I feel like you know you've got to take that, chances. That, actually, like that that's sometimes. A, I'm starting to think like that. That might be not a bad stash actually, because I can yeah. actually see Brogdon being scaled back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he already has, but yeah, I think Brogdon yeah. is, is going to take the most of that. A couple other guys here. Don't want to dwell on this too much longer, but you know. Any thoughts on guys like Reggie Jackson who are going to be missing a few more weeks? Um, guys like um, Mike Conley who could be missing a few more weeks. Do like any of these guys? Microsoft, how long? How much longer is he out? He's questionable for Friday's game. Um, he was just an illness. I thought he was hurt. Why did I think he was hurt? Maybe not. Well, um, Memphis, you but, know, you mentioned Mike Conley. I mean, like, Memphis is just filled with great, great pickups right now. Uh, right. Well, I wouldn't say filled, but I'm saying that there's a, there's a lot say, of. Not really. <laughs> well, there, there's candidates there for uh, for minutes. If you're looking for if you're looking for warm bodies to put out there, you know. Yeah. Uh, so. Their offense is bad. I just their offense is bad. Their offense is bad. But I mean, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, one player that I picked up this year and I've been so happy with him is Tyreek Evans. He's just awesome. He's an awesome player, Tyreek Evans. He's having a great year. Yeah, that was uh, that was a pretty money pickup by you. Like I did not see that coming. He's been. Pretty mediocre. Last year was atrocious for Sacramento. I mean, he was okay in New Orleans. He wasn't great. Um, but, yeah, he is just crushing it this year. That was a great pickup. His shooting percentage is, like, way higher than it's been almost ever in his career. He's beaten that one time in his career. So I'd be a little worried about a little regression there, back to the mean. But, I mean, look, you got to ride him on the pot, man. 
I mean, he's. I mean, he's well, I wasn't expecting to be this long, but I mean, he's, no. stuck, he's stuck it out. But, I, but you know, like you say, but certain guys uh, start coming back. Like you were, uh, who did you mention that you mentioned Conley? And Conley, uh, I mean, Gasol, I mean, he's only, he's only sick right now, but you know, he's gay time decision yeah. type of thing. Um, so, um, Ennis, uh, mm. I mean, it's, it's really about Conley there, but I mean, I think even with Conley back, like Tyreek can still thrive in that offense because they just don't have the options. I mean, Chandler Parsons is supposed to be the guy that's supposed to be like the, the stretch the floor guy, but he's been awful and hurt this year. So he's, yep. uh, you know, he's, he's not any, I don't see him turning it around, but you know, I've, I think the point is, is like what you need to do as a fantasy basketball owner in a season long league, is you need to look at these types of players and look at their value and see if they're a player that you think is going to make a difference when they return back from injury and can they help your team? Or if you have a guy that just recently got hurt, uh, like a Kawhi Leonard, is it time to just give up on them? Is it time to trade them for whatever you can possibly get to help your team get into the playoffs? And then once they get into the playoffs, um, you've really got to look at this. And I mean, look, you can ask me on Twitter at fantasy six pack, uh, I'm sure Richard would help answer questions too if if you ask him. But uh, you know these are guys that you know you, these are the types of things that you need to look at. The last thing I want to ask you, Richard, before we cut the show off, a big topic post All Star break every single year is look at a player's fantasy playoff schedule. And what I mean by that is uh, yeah. the number of games played. And you want to get, especially in head-to-head leagues, in roto-style roto scoring leagues is not as much of a big deal because you're, you know, you're kind of capped at number of games per position. So usually, like, if you had, a, if you had your guy front-loaded in the early part of the season, you can't then front-load another guy that you trade for at the end because you'll go over the game's played limit. So it won't matter anyway. And you don't no. want to hit that game's play limit too early. Like even though like that seems that like you would think that wouldn't make that wouldn't matter, for some reason hitting that game's play limit too early really kills you in roto style leagues. But in head to head leagues, let's be real, it's all about number of games played. If you get out games played by like five or six in a week, you're going to lose points. You're going to lose rebounds. Oh, yeah. You're going to lose assists. You're going to lose three-pointers. Unless your team is just absolutely loaded and you're and they all go off that week, you're going to lose. you so got to be you, you got to be within at least one or two of your opponent. If you're any yeah. more than two games uh, off, I think your opponent has the thing a major is you got to know who your, who your likely opponent is going to be. Um, but again, you can still start doing your counts now. Count your uh, count, count your late weeks now, well, and then so, find out where you stand. And so there, there's there's a ton of different places out for it. I feel like ESPN has it out there. Roto World has it. Yahoo will have it. They have the games played scheduled for each team every week of the season. And so you can look yep. at what weeks your, your your league's playoffs fill in. And you go, okay, LeBron James in my semifinal week 
is only playing two times, and he only plays three times in my finals week. Do I want to trade a LeBron James now and pick up, say, I mean, you can get a lot for LeBron James, right? Like, you could probably pick up a big-time player or two big-time players for him. Like, do you want to – and I'm totally making up numbers. I have no idea if this is actually true. You know, do you want to pick up a, a Chris Paul and a, and a, I don't know, a Kyle Kuzma? Like, do you want to pick up two of these guys who are going to be good and say Kuzma and Chris Paul play four games each week? That's a massive game played increase for you. Does that yes. – type of move interest you or do you go no I'm rolling with LeBron James he's the best player in the NBA I think you roll with uh, I think you roll with him because what you're looking for especially in those weeks is it's not just one playoff week you're thinking of you got to think about the playoff week beforehand you got to have a balance you got to balance as best you can I, I don't know LeBron James he's having a he's having a pretty good year and, <laughs> of course <laughs> Always. I mean, well, no, to be honest, he, he was, he sort of, he, had a couple uh, he regressed a little bit from his, from his normal heights, uh, um, in 2016, I believe, or, or was it 2015? I don't even know, but yeah, but no, he, I know what you mean. Yeah, he, yeah, he did regress, but then, yeah, he picked it up and last also, year and he's continuing it this year. But you have a point too, because he doesn't get, because remember, fantasy playoffs are not, uh, close to the um, the real playoffs, and he's at that age now where uh, the Cavs are going to, you know, you know, we were Rest talking guys. about those, those those two game sets together. Yep. So they'll rest uh, guys. They'll do whatever uh, they can to keep him fresh. That's another thing you got to think about. So again, I'll ask the question. Do you think about trading away even really uh, good players in your team? Look, I don't for, think you're really trading away LeBron James. But do you nah, trade away like, may, maybe maybe do you trade away your tier two, tier three guys for like another tier two, tier three guy, or maybe even a one tier below? Like do would you trade like a tier two guy for a tier three guy because his playoff schedule will give you an extra two games total. Yes. But it those depends two games to, will matter. Well of course it also it depends, de- but yeah, well, it, I'll really tell you what it depends on. It depends on um, how uh, whether he's in a slump or whether he's in, on uh, broken out of a slump or you know he's at the height of his powers. Like, because you want like the third tier player if he's playing like um, close or near his ceiling, I would say yeah, sure. But if he's if the third-year player is, because uh, you know, I mean, pardon me, third-tier player, not third-year, third-tier players, they're the mm-hmm. guys who uh, sort of fluctuate with the minutes, and they're often bench players too. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. So well, no, see, I'm talking third-tier players, like third-tier players on like the ESPN player radar, right? Like, you know, because you're looking at it's here. not just games; it's minutes too, Joe. I'd say. That you kind of want to look at as well, like how are the how are the minutes shaking down for? Um, so it's, it's there's a lot to depend on. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm talking I'm talking third tier players, like 
you know, would would you would you drop an auto? Would you trade an auto porter for say, I don't know, a a Trevor Ariza or a I don't know a Derek Favors if if say the if say the the playoff number of games played was in your favor if you took Derek Favors on, or would you just roll with? I'd take Derek Favors for our auto porter. <laughs> I would. I think Derek Favors. Derek Favors is, uh, you know, he's. he's I mean, he, he's good. solid. I mean, twelve point seven rebounds. I mean, you lose a lot of threes. Like things you consider. Three, three but again, double you know, doubles I, in the look, last I, six or seven games, right? Again, I'm just throwing out totally random names. Like I, just, I'm All not right. even considering. But I'm just looking at like the ESPN player radar, and like you know, they they are, you know. Right now on the season, I think, or maybe this is a previous. Yeah, this is the whole season. Right now, Otto Porter is a 45th player. You know, he's averaging 13 and six, but he has one uh, almost two three-pointers a game and one and a half steals a game. To our favors right. on the entire year, is averaging like 12 and a half points, seven rebounds, but he has like no assists, you know, or no, no three-pointers, and he's averaging less than a steal a game. So like, uh-huh. yes, he is a downgrade from Otto Porter in almost all facets of the game. Uh-huh. But it's because you get those like two or three extra games throughout yeah. the playoffs from a Derek Favors. Does that outdo an Otto Porter, who is ultimately the better player? Yeah. Okay, I get what you're. You have the to the get point to. you're trying to make is 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 games. Uh, yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. I think well, you you do when you evaluate it. But I mean, also you got to take a as look at much the- as as much as you like points and you you know you have harped on percentages. If you can win the counting stats categories, percentages don't mean anything. Percentages sure. don't mean a damn thing in the playoffs. If you can win all the counting stat categories, and what I mean by counting stat categories, for those of you who don't know that term, those are the counting stats. Those are the ones that you can just count. He has two points, four points, six points. So it's points, rebounds, assists, threes, steals, blocks. And then if you have turnovers, obviously, like, you want less turnovers, but I don't play with turnovers. That's another discussion. Um, I hate negative categories. You get penalized for owning the better players if you have turnovers, I feel like. Um, yeah, there I, is, lose, uh, I, lose, yeah. I lose turnovers in every, in every league I'm ever in because I own better players and I own guys that can the ball. So, like, that's not fair. So, um, it's, like, again, it's like foul trouble players as well. You know, like some, oh, yeah. some categories league, are like I know troubles. a league that I, I knew – I had a friend who was in a league that played with fouls. I was like, "What? Yeah. Oh man! Like you got to be kidding me! Like I'm just gonna that that, that kills that, a lot of good players too. Because <laughs> a lot so of good players foul out like through the end of the game. They don't foul out, but like it. That's just a silly. That's just a silly stat. Anyway, I hate negative stats yeah. in basketball. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not big on them. But yeah, so the point is, is like I think I think it is a viable strategy to look at games played in the playoffs. But in my opinion, I think it re- you really need to look at it closely, and you got to do two things. You really have to consider like is the player that you're getting a return, 
if you were to add up all their stats, getting those extra games, is that really going to matter? And does the player you're trading also have, like, blow-up potential to where, you know, he could go off for, like, 35, 40 points at a game to where that's, like, three points worth, three games worth for the guy that you're possibly picking up because he just doesn't really do that. Um, the other thing is, is you also have to look at who the players are playing. And I know this is a lot, but you have to look at who they're playing. If they're playing the Boston Celtics, who are one of the best defensive teams in the league this year, mm-hmm. that's kind of a game you're not getting back from your, the guy that you're picking up. But yeah, also, and that's... you can go play for the guy that you're giving up. If one of the games that your guy, the, the player that you're giving up is playing against like, you know, the Jazz, who are also really good at defense, or, well, they were last year. I kind of don't think like they are this year. But, um, you know, if they're playing the Spurs, you know, the Spurs are always good at defense. If they're playing the Spurs, like, the guy you're giving up, like, that's just like a bonus. Like, hey, my guy's playing the Spurs. Peace. Like, that's a game you're not really getting. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, you want small ball, you don't you? <laughs> you, you got to like small ball. Battle, though. Don't, don't mm-hmm. go trading James Harden. Just because he only has a two week, two week stretch, his oh, two yeah. games, his two games in any week, is going to outdo like ninety percent of the league. Oh, so you're not talking about the go, big studs. I mean, they're always yeah, going to don't do go stuff. crazy here. But you know, middle of the road guys like your 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 utility guys, you know, your your lower end players, bench players. If you want to pick up and maybe swap around some guys and and take advantage of doing this research that those are the players that you do it with. So anyway, that's all I've got for the show. If Richard, you got anything to add to this? Well, there was just uh just one more thing that I wanted to, uh, to discuss and it. And it, and it is to what you said about, uh, matchups. And, uh, when, Oh, the way I look at matchups is that I think, when it comes down to uh, which players to start, because um, like you say, when, when you said uh, about trying to get players into the spots is that you don't want to have an overload of uh, too many players. And you got to make sure when you, you have to do this carefully so that you're not overloading on one position and not having a position to, uh, to fill a certain ca- uh, pardon me, a certain position in your roster. Mm-hmm. So you can you can overdo it with so you got to watch uh you got to watch the positions burn me a couple uh, times this year but yeah you you can you can overload and, for me and not year. only that you you can end up with with a whole bunch of guys on your bench on on a Wednesday and then on Thursday you might have like three guys so you got to try and that's that's the other thing too is to try and get that balance uh when you're doing this and not imbalance things too much take a look at thing where things stand like i think uh i'm not sure but in the espn joe can you go you can go right to the end and uh to see how your current roster looks you can uh, you can go to the end of the season if you really really want to yeah you can go right right to the end you can actually see um how many guys are filling up the spot, so you don't want too many guys on your bench. You got to have uh, a nice balance for the for your daily plays. Because yes, like you say, having having these games is is all well and good, but um, 
if you have all these guys playing on one day, you've got a bench of guys that aren't doing anything. Or you might even pick the wrong guy for the wrong matchup, too. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's the thing is overloading too much for certain days. So that's why you got to sort of check things, check the, uh, check the roster. I'm not sure. I think it, uh, I think you can only match players for a certain day that, that you don't have on your team, but uh, who's going to be willing to trade, but it is interesting. Uh, like after the all-star break about how uh, people in redraft leagues deal with things, uh, these issues, they always come up, especially, uh, you know, um, how your, what your roster is in the run-up to the playoffs or in, or in the playoff weeks. Yeah. Look, I got burned by it last year. I was I was the, the number one seed in our league last year, and I lost in the semifinals because mm-hmm. I think I got out games played by, like, five or six, and I was just like, I don't know what to do about this. My team was so good that like I couldn't drop any of them because I knew they would have come back and crushed me anyway. So it was like whatever. Um, but you know that was me not paying attention before the playoffs started last year, not setting myself up for 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 um, success in the playoffs. That was that was my fault. I didn't I didn't look ahead. Um, you know I just. That that happens. Like you get complacent. You you're kind of dominating the league. I wasn't dominating last year like I was this year, but like you're winning the league. You think you're good, and then you you kind of cruise into the playoffs, and then you just kind of whatever, um, <laughs> kind of let what happen. So I'm hoping not to do the same thing this year, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> okay, just one more question. Now, like you asked me about, I guess it kind of came around in a way, but I talked about Tyreek Evans as I thought he was one of the best. Who do you feel was your best pickup? Victor uh, Oladipo in a heartbeat. No, no, no not not a, not Dude. in the draft, but I mean as oh, far as um, off the off the wire, or just a guy that just that you picked up that did great. Um, it doesn't man. have to be yours. It can Donovan, be anybody that you Donovan that you wish you had. Don, Donovan, oh, Donovan Mitchell. He, I picked him up like the third week of the season, November 7th, I picked him up. So it's like second week of the season. Dude, the guy is killing it this year. 19 points a game, three rebounds, three assists, a point, a steal a game, steal a half a game, 2.33 pointers a game. This guy's a monster. Like, if, if it wasn't for Ben Simmons, well, Ben Simmons isn't eligible. This guy's probably going to get rookie of the year. I mean, I don't see how he doesn't. Because Ben uh-huh. Simmons, I don't think, is eligible because he's technically uh-huh. second. But yeah, Donovan Donovan Mitchell is my uh, my best pickup. Yeah, by that's... by by a good margin, I feel like. Mm. Uh, that's a good pick. I was just I just went took a look at his stats. It looks like he was out for for a little bit around Christmas time. Wasn't it? Uh, he's picked uh, up. But just looking at his stats, he's double-digit points, and uh, no, he's killing it. I mean, yeah, so he's getting the getting a, good minutes. He's on perfect. a team on a team like the Utah Jazz, who are struggling for offense. He's he was a big need for them, and he didn't start the year starting. He was on the no. bench, um, and they quickly changed that once he got on the court. He just dominated, and they had to make this. They had to make the move. So. He's been, you know he's been what? really good for me. 
that really bugs me too because I had Alec Burks. I think Burks is on there. I think Burks is is he still with the? Oh, I forget. Yeah, Burks. So I could have had Donovan Mitchell. I should have, but I never thought <laughs> you did, dude. I, you did. Dude, you got I him. Kinda, I kind of picked <laughs> him up before he blew up. He had a couple good games, um, but like he was still playing off the bench and he was relatively still unknown. And I just was like, I had like a. I even forget who I dropped for him, but it was just kind of one of those things where I was like, the guy I'm dropping sucks. I might as well take a chance. And mm-hmm. I've been super happy about that. It's kind of like your tired Kevin's pick. Like you picked him up and you're kind of like, sweet. <laughs> and that's, and that's another thing to do is also uh, keep these. Well, it's kind of the theme of the show really today is uh, spec pickups like that late in the season because what we were talking about is that players that are out and they're going to get, like you were talking about Fultz, you know, so Fultz, I mean, and, uh, so yeah, we, it'll be, so, it'll, it, so there you have, so spec pickups, you know, like late in the season. Yeah, dude, four years ago, <laughs> I was in a, I was in a league and, this was before Clay Thompson was Clay Thompson. Nobody had really any idea who this guy was. Um, and late in the year, Golden State was no good. They decided to play all their young guys. And Clay Thompson was just shooting the ball, you know, on fire every game. I picked him up, steamrolled to the finals and won. It was, mm. I mean, those types of moves will definitely make your your season like you can change the outlook you can be the five seed pick up a couple of these guys and just take off uh roto world there's an article by um ryan ganas or something like that he wrote in here he said the ages among the top 150 rated players for the last seven or eight years the average age for the top 150 players before February 15th, which is usually around the all-star break is in the 27 range for every single year. Um, after that, you see it drop every single year, except for one. So the average age drops in the latter part of the season. And the reason for that is exactly what we said early on. And is that these teams who are tanking, or have given up on the season are playing their younger guys. We saw the Suns do it last year. We're going to see teams do it again this year. It's going to happen. Teams, the Sacramento Kings are already doing it. They're already benching every other night. They're benching one of their old guys or two of them. So you're Uh going to lose minutes from George Hill, from, um, why am I blanking on on their names right now? But you're going to lose minutes from all of these guys. And guys like Willie Colley-Stein are picking up minutes. De'Aaron Fox are picking up minutes. I don't even know who else they have. But these guys are going to pick up minutes, and they're going to be key contributors on fantasy teams. By the way, I own Willie Colley-Stein and DeAndre and De'Aaron Fox in our league. So uh-huh. you're not getting them. <laughs> no, no. It's, it's, for it's it. kind of like the reason I picked up T.J. McConnell on the, on the uh, Sixers. That's uh, so... Yeah, but these but guys, these guys are going. 
Yeah, those guys are going to be, you know, Zach Randolph, Vince Carter, Garrett Temple, Casacusos. Like, these guys aren't going to play. Another guy that if he's out there in your leagues, go pick up John Collins, Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta Hawks suck, and John Collins is so good, and he only gets, like, 22 minutes a game right now. He needs to be playing 30 minutes a game, and when they officially finally decide to tank this season, which they should be doing already, John, John Collins will get more minutes, and they actually might start winning more games with him. Maybe that's why they're not playing him, because maybe he is a better player, and they know that already. Um, well, I mean, I, I've had him on. I've, but uh, he's not getting the minutes right now. But he's a guy that I yeah. think you can pick up now, and you'll reap the benefits later. But was, I think he was a lot better arm. early in the season for the Hawks, but I don't know. They, they scaled yeah, back. They're not, they're yeah, they're not. He, like, he got injured, and, and after he came back out of injury, they – I don't know. They scaled back his minutes after after he got injured, so I don't know what they did with him. Yeah. But but you're Torian right. Torian Prince is another one. You own him. I know that. So mm-hmm. you know those are guys that you can look at, like those those younger guys on bad teams that are already showing a little bit of promise on their teams. Those are the guys mm-hmm. you go snatch up now if they're available, because eventually they're just going to get all the minutes, and they're going to they're going to bench the guys ahead of them. They have to. These teams have to look toward the future. It happens every year. So, anyway, that's all we got for the show. Um, appreciate you coming on and doing this with me, Richard. It was a lot of fun. Pleasure. Um, it was a pleasure. So, good luck, everybody, in the fancy basketball leagues. Hit us up on Twitter, at um, Fancy Six Pack. And then, Richard, you are at RRSS Seville. Yeah, RRS Seville. Yeah. So, hit us up on Twitter, basketball, and, you know, Football questions too. If you if you're in fantasy ba- uh, playoffs, football leagues, or whatever, so that's what yeah, we're here for. And uh, you can also uh, uh, give us who you're cheering on in the playoffs for football as well. We always like to hear uh, what you have to say there. So, yep, absolutely. All right. Well, everybody, have a good night, and see you all probably in a few weeks when when uh, AJ and I pick up all the um, the baseball content again. See ya. Bye-bye.